As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to part two of the year-end special. If you are just joining me, be sure to grab you a cocktail, because we're going to run down the best of 2023. I'm drinking the Shandong Garden Spritz Tea. I talked about it in the last episode, uh, or part one of this episode, and it is basically an Earl Grey-infused sparkling wine. Got it from the Shandong Winery in, uh, it's not in Napa, it's in some small town. I think it's called Yontville, Yontville, something like that. So grab your glass of sparkling wine, Prosecco, champagne, whatever you got to ring in the new year. And please be sure to drink responsibly if you are of legal age to do so in your jurisdiction. So without further ado, it's time for the category is best of 2023 awards. And you know how we always like to start off? We go through the words of the year and the word of the year, um, you know, we look at three different um, sources and, you know, supposed to be the word that encapsulates like the entire mood of of the year. The words last year didn't make any sense, um, but... But um, this year, I think some of them are a bit better than the ones last year. So the first source that we look at is um, dictionary.com. On December 12th, they uh, released their 2023 word of the year, and they chose the word hallucinate. It seems like they were inspired by um, artificial intelligence, AI, which kind of took over the world on um, the past uh, past little while. And so they say, when we look back at 2023 from whatever surreal future it forks into, we'll remember it as a year that at least this much became clear. AI will forever change how we work, learn, create, interact with misinformation, and think about ourselves. And also it will help you write a term paper really fast. <laughs> so... They say they saw a 46% increase in uh, dictionary searches for the word hallucinate, an 85% increase in uh, media use of the word hallucinate, and a 62% general interest uh, search in the word. I don't uh, really know why, or they don't really say like why hallucinate is the word, I mean, it seems like it's more AI focused or artificial intelligence focused and like chat box, chat bots. But um, yeah, from this article, I'm not really picking up how hallucinate. I guess they're saying they don't know what's real or what's not in terms of the use of AI. But I mean, it, that doesn't uh, translate too well uh, for me. Some other words that they... Um, had on their short list for this year were the words strike, which um, thinking about like the actors strike and the um, screenwriters and like all those um, people in Hollywood who were on strike earlier this year, there was a um, auto worker strike and there was a healthcare professional strike uh, as well. Um, other words on their list, uh, on their short list, were wokeism, which uh, they say saw a 2,300% increase 
in searches, indicted was another word, wildfire uh, was another word. So the wildfires in Hawaii and the ones in Canada that kept messing up our weather uh, down here were two um, other words on their short list. And the last word on their on their list is actually the Oxford English Dictionary's word of the year. And it's something I've never heard of. It's called Riz, R-I-Z-Z. It refers to like charisma. It's another word. It's, well, I guess it's short for charisma. It refers to the attractiveness, charm, or skill in flirtation that allows one to easily attract romantic partners. I mean, okay, I don't... I, <laughs> I've never heard anybody use this in a sentence. I've never even seen it on like social media, so I'm not sure where or why that is the uh, Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year. And then the Merriam-Webster Word of the Year for 2023 is authentic, which uh, people use a lot uh, nowadays, probably a bit too much. But yeah, you know, everything's about using your authentic voice, um, being your authentic self, um, authentic, even down to like cuisine <laughs> when you think about the food scene. And so they say that in 2023, we saw kind of a crisis of authenticity. What we realize is that when we question authenticity, we value it even more. And so then I guess it does kind of play into the, um, dictionary.com word of they because you know you're thinking about like artificial intelligence and did someone authentically write this paper or did they you know kind of just use a, a chatbot or a chat gpt prompt uh, to write to write something on their short list of um words of the year were riz again romantic appeal or charm short for charisma Kibbutz, a communal farm or settlement in Israel, implode, which is related to the implosion uh, of that submarine back in over the summer. Again, they have indict as <laughs> their shortlist in reference to that orange clown. So those were the words of the year for 2023. Next, let's go into the segment where we talk about what we don't want to see in the new year. So there's two things that I kind of annoy me this year and I don't want it to go into 2024. And the first one that we need to leave behind is the phrase today years old. I absolutely hate this saying because one, people overuse it, but then two, it just doesn't make sense. So it's always used in the phrase, I was today years old when I learned X, Y, Z. Sounds dumb, at least to me. Just say, oh, I just learned that blah, blah, blah. Or I just found out that yada, yada, yada. And the next thing that I, I don't like is on social media, um, you know, food TikTok and food Twitter has had I guess a resurgence or like had a moment uh, in the past, I would say at least since the pandemic when everybody started cooking 
and the recipes started going viral and then people started um you know having like their youtube and their uh tiktok and their twitter and their instagram you know become like these food diaries almost for these food um experiences and they'll be cooking you know like recipes and stuff but the thing i hate about it is that they try to compress so much into um tiktok is what 15 seconds and instagram instagram stories like 15 seconds as well and so but it's not that because you can there are ways to fit the, the stuff in it's the way they edit the video so many like short bursts of video that it makes my head hurt i'm sorry like first the one trend is like the throwing stuff down on the counter and it's like boom 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 and then every like chop that they make is an extra cut in the video so it's like it's just too staccato of of a visual for me to enjoy it and I don't know who popularized it. I don't know why people love doing it, but it just, it doesn't require all of that. And you can tell it's just the video style that um, somebody got a lot of engagement out of. And so then everybody started copying it, but I want it to go away. Um, Just fast forward that shit, fit it into whatever time constraints you got, because it gives me a headache. So now let's talk about some entertainment faves that we had this year. First up is movies. I haven't really seen too many movies this year. Well, I never really see too many. I feel like (laughs) my favorite movie of the year is going to be the Color Purple movie. They have been, you know, been on a press tour for about a month or so now. And it stars Fantasia. It has uh, Daniel Brooks. It has Taraji P. Henson. Coleman Domingo, um, some, a whole bunch of other people. But of course, it's the remake of the, when did that come on? 85? Um, movie, which was based on the book from Alice Walker, um, The Color Purple, and, you know, which famously starred Oprah Winfrey. You had. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, you had um, Danny Glover as Mr. And that was such a cultural phenomenon over the past, uh, I would say, decade or so. They had the Broadway show, which starred Fantasia. Um, And then some other people. And then they did a revival, which Daniel Brooks, you know, who was tasty on Orange is the New Black, um, was in there too. And so she's, you know, Fantasia and uh, Danielle are playing their same characters from the from the, the Broadway musicals, which are Celie and Miss Sophia, uh, respectively. So two things about it. Uh, first, it is the musical, ver- it's based on the musical. So there's singing and dancing. Um, I guess people didn't, realize that even though the promo shows them singing and dancing and it's like you know these large set pieces and these large like dance uh numbers uh and then i guess people thought it was going to be a remake of like just the film 
and then the other part that people were commenting on was that they didn't know that uh Seely and Suge Avery were lesbians and I think I think if I remember correctly it was definitely strongly su suggested in the 1985 film, you know, times were different back then, so there wasn't but so much they can go into. But if anybody read the book, then you definitely know what was up. But I guess, again, these kids today, y'all do not read. So everybody was on social media confused. But yeah, from just what I've seen, the, the promos look good. Um, I will catch it when it comes on streaming. I'm not, I don't go to the theaters anymore, but yeah, 2023 movie of the year, the color purple. I feel like they might be trying to set up, um, Fantasia for, you know, the award season run. Um, if you think back to say dream girls, when Jennifer Hudson won, I think, I feel like that came out around Christmas. Um, the Oscars got a lot of controversy back in 85 because Whoopi did not win an Oscar for um, for her role. I believe Spielberg won. I could be making it up. But I thought he won something for it. But the, the controversy was that um, Whoopi was nominated for Best Actress, but she didn't win. And then... Oprah was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, and she didn't win either. So I feel like they may be trying to make amends for that, as well as um, Angela Bassett getting gooped out of her Oscar last year when they gave it to Jamie Lee Curtis for whatever she was in. But um, yeah, we'll see. Down to the awards. The nomination should be coming out um, pretty soon, so we'll see what happens with that next on the list there are two uh tv shows that i think were probably the best tv shows of the year so of course we have the crown which was the final season um of the crown and they're you know they're on their third set of actors so it's like the third uh queen elizabeth and so they um you know, we're aging them up. They started when she was very young, then she was middle-aged, and then now she's like the older, you know, kind of grandma queen that we all kind of know her to have been. And so, yeah, it starts, this season, you know, it starts off with Princess Diana, and, you know, it was, it's kind of emotional to, relive that and then also have like a dramatized version of the events and things going on um but yeah it takes you through it all the way up until the end so be sure to check that out on netflix if you haven't already and then oh the best sh other show that i've seen and this is probably the best show for me for 2023 it's called fellow travelers and it's like a time it's like a period piece, but they go from like the 60s all the way up to like the 80s. Um, it is 
kind of set in Washington, D.C., so you have, like, the political aspect of it. They start in, like, the McCarthy era and then go all the way up to the 80s, which was, like, the HIV and AIDS epidemic. But they do a lot of, like, back-and-forth time jumps. It's a, you know, tragic love story. It is starring um, Matt Bomer, who was on, what was the name of his his show, White Collar, where he was, like, the you know, kind of morally gray criminal. And it has Jonathan Bailey, who was in uh, Bridgerton. So last season of Bridgerton was, um, was like his season to like find love and, and all of that. So he was in there as well. They play like these on again, off again, like, Lover, it was is a lot going on in that show, and baby, they are getting it in in this show. <laughs> so, it's on Showtime. All of um, all eight episodes are already out. It's like thrilling. It's funny. It's sad. It's like emotional. It's tragic. It's romantic. It's erotic. It's all of that in like one ep- <laughs> like one episode but yeah it's um it's good i feel like they'll be making a run for the emmys um this year at least in terms of like nominations and stuff um we'll see if they win cuz i know there's like a lot of other shows that were ending and you know they like to to give them that but yeah if you have showtime be sure to check it out it's called fellow travelers and then let's talk about the best book of the year no, it is not Britney Spears' book, um, The Woman in Me, and I tried, tried to read it, y'all. I tried. I, could not, I couldn't make it through, like, three chapters. So, Bay had bought the book um, a while, like, the day it came out, and I guess he pre-ordered it because he got it, like, the same day, but I was never really, like, a Britney fan. I was never, like, super invested in her, um, but then... I know a lot of people are, and the past few years of Britney, um, yeah, Mama done fell off, like all the way off, and I just I don't, I don't see her ever coming back. Not that she could ever recapture like you know that level of fame and notoriety that she had before, but I don't think Mama gonna make it um, for much longer because she was dancing in the kitchen with them knives and. The husband left her, and she doing all kinds of stunts and shows. Her hair still look a mess, and I just don't see it for Mama. But you know, we were going to Aruba, and I was like, okay, I'm off for this week. <laughs> you know, before I start my new job. Also, I got all this free time. Like, I'm going to read this book because he read it in like a you know a few days, and I was like, it can't be that good. So <laughs> I was like, let me see what she's talking about. And so it's written. And you know how they have ghostwriters? Like, a lot of people have ghostwriters, so they're, they're not actually writing it. But it literally sounded like... You ever do, like, the voice-to-text um, thing on your phone where you're just, like, talking, and then it, it's supposed to translate that into text? Um, it sounded like she used that to write this... Um, to write this this book. Because... 
it was very much in her tone. Like I can picture her saying these things, but Mama sounded un- unintelligent. Like she. The sentences were very short. They were very like stream of consciousness. They didn't, I wouldn't say they didn't make any sense, but they, I couldn't get a sense of like where the story was going. Like at all. And so, so I just put it down and I never picked it back up uh, again. So. Let me know if y'all liked it. I did not, but my book of 20, my favorite book of 2023 goes to Prince Harry. He released Spare at the beginning of the year and set all kind of records and got everybody coins uh, from that book because we were just wanting, we wanted to know like the real tea. And he used the ghostwriter as well, but the story. I guess I had much more interest in what was what he had to say, and then it's the, the book is broken down into like three parts. So the first part, he's talking about uh, his mom, and then losing his mom, and then how that affected him. And then the second part is about his military career. Personally, I found that part very boring. Um, and that's no shade to like you know military servants and you know people in the army navy you know because that's a very important job and a very is i can do it but it was just a it was just and you know obviously it means a lot to him you know his military career but for me it wasn't what i was trying to read about <laughs> so i kind of like you know drug myself along for that middle part and then the last part is about Megan, which, you know, of course, was very interested in that, too. So parts one and three I was super interested in. And the middle um, was kind of just filler for me. <laughs> so, you know, he talks about uh, how he met Megan on, like, uh, social media then they had their date and then it was pretty much like hot and heavy since then he also goes into like the stuff with um his brother and he was a mess and um you know how things kind of unraveled with the family after once megan came into the picture because essentially people were jealous of you know how popular and how you know loved megan was from the beginning and then it just this downward spiral of like other people's insecurities and the things they would do to get um positive uh press basically whatever so it was a riveting read and it was my best book of 2023 so now let's get into the awards it is time for the best messy scandal and that is going to None other than Sean Diddy Combs. A few weeks ago that uh, Cassie, who was his ex-girlfriend, dropped this bombshell lawsuit, like a civil lawsuit against him, alleging all kind of things, baby. Like, I... 
it was it was a lot going on and so it was like drug use firearms uh sex trafficking um sexual assault like all kinds of stuff and literally the very next day diddy paid her out a lump sum and they canceled all that lawsuit baby because he did not want that going to court like even in the times we live in today that claim had to be credible enough that he didn't want anything coming out about it um i don't know how statute of limitations were it was a civil lawsuit so so i don't know how if there are statute of limitations for that but um yeah he did that shit <laughs> like, and I don't, I'm not going to say he did all of it but he did enough and she has enough evidence that if it went to trial then it'd be over for Diddy so I was telling uh, one of my friends that I think she opened like a Pandora's box though for for Diddy because you know how it is with these stories that come out. It's never like an isolated incident. And if there's one, there's more. So we'll see. We'll see what happened with Diddy, but it ain't looking good. The best viral moment of 2023 goes to none other than <laughs> the battle for Montgomery. Oh my God. That was the funniest shit I had seen. In years so to recap it started off there was like a steamboat tour that was going on and this private group of white people had parked their boat in the dock area where the you know like cruise ship or tour boat was supposed to dock and they wouldn't move it <laughs> and so you have like a boat full of people waiting to get off of the boat but they can't because another boat is you know parked in their in their space and so the security guard asked these people to leave. Then they get to tussling because the white people swung at the, at the security guard. <laughs> and so the guard takes off his hat and throws it up into the air. And that was the signal because all the black people from everywhere just converged and beat the shit out of them people. And it was hilarious to watch, baby. It was the memes <laughs> were hilarious. They were making memes and cartoons and the folding chair was <laughs> was having a moment and it was definitely they need to put, <laughs> put that folding chair in the Smithsonian uh the African American <laughs> History Museum. <laughs> Cause that <laughs> that was a moment and that was probably the, the <laughs> best viral moment of 2023 next on the list is the best sleigh of 2023 and this was a hard one because, you know, after that Blake Lively transformation gown on the steps of the Met Gala in, what was that, 22? 
I don't think anything has come close to that ever since then. Like, I, I just couldn't. There was not a moment like that since. And, you know, that's not to say people didn't, you know, look good or, you know, weren't dressed down. But nothing just gave you a moment. But I would say if I had to pick one, and I have to because it's the year-end awards, um, the best sleigh of 2023, I'm going to give it to Fantasia. And she's been turning some looks on this press tour for the color purple, Uh, which is like another reason I think they're, you know, kind of hyping her up to be like, you know, on the award scene this year. So she has been turning looks. I know they were in the UK for premiere. They've been all over um, Oprah's stuff. And there was one gown in particular, it was like a white um, and had like this draping and it's kind of like form fitting and Fantasia thick, baby. So (laughs) there was like another look that was like black and had these feathers. And I want to say there was like another black look. I'm gonna have to find the picture. And post it, but yeah, Fantasia gets the best slay of 2023. Only two categories, well, one category left. It's our person of the year, and we'll start off with the honorable mentions first, and they are definitely both tied for honorable mention, and that goes to Beyonce and Taylor Swift. They have both had like their respective never-ending tours, <laughs> world tours or whatever, that have had y'all in the chokehold for, for the better part of the year. I have to back up because, like, the first... I would say the best... the Another viral moment would be, like, the... Um, I would say it was, like, the mute challenge for the Beyoncé concert because that became a thing, like, forever. So every tour stop, when a, she has some song where she says something on mute, everybody on mute or something. Um, Then the whole arena is supposed to be quiet. And so it became like a challenge for every um, city to stay quiet the longest. (laughs) Yeah, um, it became a thing. It became a thing. But yeah, back to B and and Taylor. And the way y'all would go crazy for their content, for their their concerts, like the way y'all would be dressing up. Um, more power to y'all because I don't know when wearing costumes to um, concerts became a thing but I mean go for it go off Um, because I was downtown one day and it was the day of the Taylor Swift concert and everybody just looked like literally crazy it was like sequins and cowboy boots and glitter and pink and friendship bracelets and y'all just looked a mess and then with the Beyonce concert it was all about like um metallic stuff like uh, silver black um um and it was literally like costumes (laughs) I don't do concerts outside but they can pack a stadium And I think both of them were at the, well, I don't know where they were at. I think one was at the baseball stadium. One might have been at the football stadium. I don't know. Um, But yeah, 
they both also had like documentary films that were filmed like during the tour. Um, and they, I believe, I can't remember which one had the highest selling tour. Um, but I think they were both pretty high. And then Taylor Swift was named as the Time Magazine Person of the Year, which I, girl, I guess. And now she's dating Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's definitely just a, you know, PR stunt. So we'll see how long this one lasts. Maybe she'll get some songs out of it on her next CD. But yeah, Beyonce and Taylor Swift tied for the category is Person of the Year 2023. And without further ado, y'all know who's getting Person of the Year one more time. And that is none other than Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex. And she, you know, pretty much had a quiet year this year. She didn't do anything um, spectacular or like outrageous. You know, she's just been doing her thing, speaking engagements and uh, supporting the Invictus Games and doing all kinds of stuff behind the scenes. I feel like I read an article that says that she might be bringing back her um, her blog, Batig. She filed like some trademark um, things, so that might be coming back pretty soon. But she's still like the most googled most talked about woman in the world and she got the monarchy shitting pricks so <laughs> 10 for you Meghan markle for what the fourth season in a row and so that about wraps up the year and it also this is the 200th episode of category is so tens across the board for y'all for listening <laughs> for this long staying tuned and like writing in and just you know, being awesome listeners. So really proud of this community that we have built here and, you know, connecting with y'all um, every time, you know, we drop an episode. So the show will be on a planned hiatus <laughs> this time. Um, and then while I line up, you know, some more things for um, season five of Category Is. So be sure to follow at Category Is Pod on Instagram where I drop like stories, polls, pictures, um, and I'll let you know when the next uh, episodes are coming out. So until then, y'all stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other, and I'll see you next season. Bye. joining me for another week i really hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did please be sure to like rate and review the show wherever you're listening to category is right now category is podcast is recorded in philadelphia the show is hosted edited mixed and produced by me maurice smith 